Man, let's give it up. Put your hands together a little bit louder, guys. Awesome job, guys. Thank you so much. Love you guys. You may be seated. You know, I was thinking as I was out there watching, watching you guys lead worship here, I was thinking, man, you know, Scripture says whatever you do, do it with enthusiasm. And I like to see y'all's enthusiasm up here. That was amazing, man. I'm telling you. I love it. If you're going to play, play like that. That's how you do it. Come on. I love that enthusiasm. Well, man, we want to welcome everyone here as Matt already did. We are so glad that you're here. We do this from time to time because we live here and we get to do it. It's beautiful. And as Matt said, not too long ago, uh, a couple years ago, we were right over there at the, at the pier meeting. Um, it's just great to be back today here at the water. Many of you are going to get baptized today. We have right now, Navarre is going on at the same time, and I think we have close to 50 people getting baptized at the Navarre campus. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing, man. I want to celebrate that. And so for every one of you right now, I see you with your shirts on, and I'm just so proud of you. I'm clapping for you. I'm clapping for you. I'm so proud of y'all. Well, listen, ladies, I got to plug Lyft because we're right here on it. Lyft is this Saturday. And listen, we believe, not that you can, but we believe that you are changing this community. And so I want to challenge you. If you are a woman, you have not got your Lyft ticket. First time you're hearing this, you're like, what in the world is a Lyft ticket? I want you to go to MomentumChurch.org and uh, get a ticket for next Saturday. Bring people. Listen, women, you need to bring are you listening? You need to bring someone with you to hear Lindsay Wall. If I were you, I'll be there myself. But if I were you, I would, if I was a guy, and I am a guy, so that's kind of funny. But guys, I would try to serve at Lyft just to be able to hear her story. Steph and I went skiing with them in February. We went out to Denver, and uh, we got to ski. It was a, a dream come true for us. And on the way back... We've been friends with Lindsay and Corey for years, but on the way back, Lindsay read from her journal, she read her, read us her story. And that's exactly what she's going to be sharing. And I want to tell you something. You do not want to miss it. It will touch your heart. It will change your life. And uh, guys, if you know, you're like, I'm an odd woman, I can't come to lift. Well, you can come help serve if you want. We got enough. We don't need more. But I'm telling you, that's how good this will be. I sat there and I wept as I heard her story of how past can be changed. And that's what I want to talk to you about today is, you know, there's, there's, there's a word and the word is new and God makes us new. So turn to the person beside you and say, have you been made new yet? Now, listen, most of us, man, we love new, don't we? I mean, we love new clothes, right? We love the smell of a new car. But I want to tell you something. There is nothing greater than the smell of a new life. When God changes somebody's life and God has changed Lindsay's life and she has a story that will resonate with you and I want you to be there. I want you to hear it. It's going to be amazing. And so um, let's, let's go. If you got your iPhones, smartphones, you got your uh, your pads, you got your Bible. I want, I want you to open up. We're going to look at a couple verses today. Let's go to Acts 16. I'm going to talk to you today. Bring a talk to you entitled Made New. 
made new. Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you that we get to do this. We thank you that we live in America where we can worship you. God, we thank you that you have created, Lord, the heavens and the earth. God, this beach is yours. Lord, you're the one that tells the ocean how far to go. You're the one that calls the stars out by name. You are alone, our God, and beside you there is no other. And so we're just thankful to be here in this beautiful weather and get to hear your word, realizing that you love us. That you are not like mad at us, God, but rather you are madly in love with us. And because of Jesus, you pursue us with a relentless kind of love. And I pray people here today all over within the sound of this voice would hear the message today that Jesus loves them and that Jesus can make them new. No matter how far they've gone, how fall or how far they've fallen, no matter if they think, man, God can never forgive me of that. God, I pray that they would know today that there is a God in heaven who created them for your purpose and loved them. And you meet us right where we are, and then you change us to who you created us to be. And we thank you that it is all a work of your good hand and your loving heart. And we prayed in Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Good stuff. Acts 16, I want to read some verses, and there's two stories here. We're going to read them both, but it's the same takeaway. Acts 16, Acts 16 11. So this is uh, a, a woman. Her name is Lydia. Say Lydia. She lived in Philippi, and uh, she was a worshiper of God. I want you to want you to hear these words. Verse 11. We boarded a boat at Troas, and we sailed straight across to the island of Thrace. And the next day we landed. And the, sorry. There we go. That's better. Wind's blowing it. Here we go. And we landed in Neapolis. From there, we reached Philippi, a major city of that district of Macedonia in a Roman colony, and we stayed there several days. So don't get lost. These guys, they get on a boat. They're coming into a big town, a big city, kind of like, uh, what is that, big and rich? We're coming to your city. So they come to the city. In verse 13, on the Sabbath, we went a little way outside the city to a riverbank, where we thought people would be meeting for prayer. One of the greatest things you can ever do with your life is pray. Did you hear me? One of the greatest things you can ever do with your time is pray. That's the greatest thing you can ever do. When you pray, when you pray, heaven leans in. When you pray, heaven leans in. So that's one of the greatest things that we can do is pray. Whether, whether um, you're a new believer or you've been a Christian for years, the greatest thing that you can do is call on God. And you call on God right where you are. You don't have to get crazy. You have to get religious. You don't have to have this crazy talk or put on a show. You just talk to God. I don't know how to talk to God. Well, how do you talk to other people? How do you talk to other people? You just talk to them. And so they get ready to talk to this woman. That's all you do. It's funny. Last week, I began to give the invitation. And I, I lost the same thing. Started coughing. I promise you this. Satan didn't want you to pray. 
If that's all you heard today, that'd be enough church. Are you with me? We can go home now. Get on the barbecue and the baptisms. God wants you to pray. Some people think, God don't want me to talk to him. No, you got it backwards. God wants to hear from you. So they go to where they think people will be praying. And they sat down to speak with some women who had gathered there. One of them was Lydia from Thyatira, a merchant. She's a businesswoman. Someone say businesswoman. Uh-huh. She knew how to make some money. Nothing wrong with that. Someone say ain't nothing wrong with that. Got to have money, right? So she's a businesswoman, but this businesswoman has a priority, and her priority is prayer. How many know that prayer will take your business to a whole nother level? How many know if you invite God into your business... You're inviting greatness into your business. Are you with me? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? It's his business. Like God don't need you to be his co-pilot. Get out of the way. Let God pilot you. God will take you further faster than you ever dreamed of. And so this woman is there. And she was a merchant of expensive purple cloth. She was selling some threads. She has nice clothes. And they sat down beside her. Listen to this. And uh, she worshiped God, by the way. As she listened to us, the Lord opened her heart, and she accepted what Paul was saying. So here's a woman. She's worshiping God. She's kind of searching for God. She believes there's a God, but she doesn't know that Jesus is the way. Are you with me? And so now Paul tells her that Jesus is God. Jesus is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. And no man comes to the Father but by him through him and so she opens her heart as she was see, seeking God God was seeking her some of you know that that's your story you're trying to seek God you're looking for God at the end of a bottle that was the God you worshiped some of you are looking for God over here some of you are looking for God over here and the whole time God was looking for you God was looking for me aren't you thankful for a God that loves us enough to look for us has your kids ever got lost in the store and they thought they were looking for you, but they didn't have a clue you were looking for them. You know what I'm talking about? Like there's a little more urgency on your part to look for them. That's how it is with Father God. Somebody say, I get it. And so here's this woman. She opens her heart up to God. Now watch this. And she accepted what Paul was saying. Next verse. She was baptized along with other members of her household. And she asked us that's Paul and Silas she asked us to be her guest if you agree that I'm a true believer in the Lord she said please come and stay at my home and she urged us until we agreed so see that's something called made new when she opened her heart to God all of a sudden there was a hospitality there she wanted to take care of these preachers of the gospel that it showed her the way to God are you with me and so she said please come and stay at my house so they went and they stayed. I'm going to pick up speed and read these next verses. Same guys. All right. Now, now she opens her heart. And then what does she do? She was, she was baptized. Her and people of her house. And why were they baptized? Because she went back and she told them about Jesus. And they also opened up their heart. And then what is the first step? What's the first step after you invite Christ into your life? Is baptism. That's what we're going to do in a minute. Baptism does not save you. 
Baptism does not wash away your sins. There will be people that they think they got baptized when they were a little kid and they're set for the rest of their life. But baptism comes after salvation. Think of it like this. Car insurance. Do you get car insurance five years before you start driving? Or do you get it about the time you're going to get a car? Are you with me? You with me? A wedding ring. I'm wearing a wedding ring today that identifies me as being married. I love to wear my ring. I love to wear it. Why? Because I'm married to a, this beautiful thing called Stephanie. I love. I love it. People look at me and they're like, man, how in the world did you end up with her? I still don't know. But I'm happy and I'm blessed. I wear that ring because you wonder what? Man, that identifies me. Baptism only identifies you. Many of us watched football yesterday. You were wearing a jersey. You were wearing a hat. You were wearing a t-shirt. Man, I lost my voice watching that Tennessee-Oklahoma game two overtimes last night. I was hollering at the TV. I could swear they, they heard me in Knoxville. I was loud, man. We were, we were getting at it. But I was repping. Are you with me? I was repping my team. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You're repping shades right now. You're rep, repping a, a, a brand of shorts. You're wearing Hurley. You're repping this. You're, you're repping that. When you get baptized, you rep Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. When you get baptized, you're saying, listen, the old me is dead. The new me is here. And water doesn't wash away your sins. Only the blood of Jesus can wash away your sins. It's the only thing strong enough. You know, we buy Tide. I use Tide for my clothes because I just think Tide takes the, the stains out. And I don't go to different things. I just stick with Tide. Are you with me? Only the blood of Jesus can blot out your sin stain. Going to church will never do it. You go to church your whole life. That's not going to make you right with God. You think God came so that you sit at church every week? No. He came and died on the cross so you and I could have new life. And it's in Him. It's in a relationship with Him. It's not in our good works. It's not of our good things. If it were, we would get proud and we would boast. How many know God's not into religion? God's not into religion. God cares far less about religion than He does having a relationship with you. He loves you. Listen to this story. I want to speed through this and land the plane. Here we go. This is a great story. You want to hear it? One day we were going down to the place of prayer. It's a little, little interesting story within a story. So they're going again to pray. Isn't that funny? They're going to pray again. There's power in prayer. Some of you are discouraged because your prayer hadn't been answered. Your prayer hasn't worked. So you think, and I would just say to you from the authority of heaven today, you just need to go back and pray again. Don't quit. Don't give up. You need, it's called praying through. You keep praying. And you keep praying knowing that God hears you. So they go back to the place of prayer. They met a demon-possessed slave girl. She was a fortune teller. Those things are linked. Who earned a lot of money for her masters. That is, she was in touch with the dark side and, and would have um, knowledge about things to come. But that was not from God. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. There's a real enemy out there. There's a real spiritual warfare. There is a devil. There are real devils out there. And they're strong. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You're like, I know they've been messing with me for years well this girl was eat up she had given her life over to them 
and they were blessing her business and so she was getting rich but it's kind of like she sold her soul to the uh huh and so she listen to this she was a fortune teller she was earning a lot of money for her boss she followed Paul and the rest of us and she was shouting these men are servants of the most high God and they have come to tell you how to be saved what she was saying is true it's funny God can even take someone who's worshiping the devil and use that person for his good I love that this went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and he said to the demon in her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And instantly the demon left her. Her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and they dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. The whole city was in an uproar because of these Jews. They shouted to the city officials, they are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas. And the city officials, get this now, and the city officials ordered them, stripped and beat them with wooden rods for preaching the good news. They were severely beaten and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure that they did not escape. What did the, what did the, uh, um, what did the officer, what did he order? Make sure they do not what? Escape. Listen to the story. I love it. How many know God is greater? Mm -hmm. So they're, they're telling people God's love. They set this girl free from a demon that was controlling her life. The business people, the pimps, let's just call them like that. The, her pimps got upset. So they go to the city, a mob forms, and they beat these preachers is what goes on. And then it gets worse from there. So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon. That's the worst of the worst. He put them into the inner dungeon. He clamped their feet in the stocks. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. What were they doing? Some of us probably might be cursing at that point. But they weren't cursing. They were praying because praying is what moves the almighty hand of God. So they were praying and they were singing. Now they're beaten and they're bloody, but they are singing songs to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Do you know that you got people around you that they're listening to you? When things are good, when things are bad, they're listening to you. We got to be careful how we live, right? Because people watching us. And they were watching these guys in chains. But listen to this. Someone say, now God. Some, I'll say it again. Someone say, now God. Now God shows up into the story. A few more verses and we're through. Watch this. Sometimes people think, well, man, I love God. Why is God allowing all this stuff? Why, why is God allowing all this trouble in my life? If God loved me, then why, why am I going through all this stuff? Did God love them? Were they doing what was right? Were they telling people God's love? And how, where did they end up? In jail, beaten and bloody. Now God shows up and flexes on their behalf. Here we go. Suddenly. And that's all you need. All you need is a suddenly moment in your life. So I want to encourage you today, wherever you are, don't quit in the pit. Some of you, man, 
I've been trying. Our marriage is just not getting any better. Some of you think, man, I just, my parents, that relationship isn't getting any better. Some of you are like, man, my business, I just, it just seems not to get off the ground. Some of you, wh- wherever you are, you're like, this situation in my life, maybe it's with an ex. Don't you give up because God in a second can give you a suddenly. God in a second can interrupt your hell. He can show up and he can show out. Now, suddenly, there was a massive earthquake. Someone say God. And the prison was shaken to its foundations. And all immediately flew open. And the chains of every prisoner fell off. Imagine we went to the jail and all of a sudden there's an earthquake and all of a sudden, all these guys have an opportunity to get out of Dodge. Imagine what a nightmare that would be. That's what happened here. But the jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he threw his sword to kill himself. He's going to commit suicide. But Paul shouted to him, Stop! Do not kill yourself. We are all here. Someone say, now God. Because that was only God. Them boys want to get up out of there. The jailer called for the lights. Turn on the lights. And he ran to the dungeon and he fell, trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and he asked them, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? He had seen the power of God. What must I do to be saved? And they replied, go to church. Be good. Give lots of money in the offering. Quit smoking. Put your Budweiser down. No, they didn't say that because that's not what the Bible says. You ought to clap for that. Aren't you glad the Bible doesn't say quit smoking to receive God's love? It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that at all. They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your house. In other words, not only can Jesus make you new, but Jesus can make every person in your house brand new. Someone say brand new. He can make you brand new. And they didn't get into their hair length. And they didn't get into what kind of clothes they wore. They just took them straight to Jesus. Anything else is religion. Give me Jesus and nothing else. This is the truth, church. The sinners loved Jesus, but they hated the Pharisees. You know why? Because Jesus is incredible. Religion messes him up. But they said, believe and you will be saved. Listen to this. A few more verses. We're done. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them. The same jailer that was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. These men were the ones that made sure the other prisoners didn't escape. And then they're not only in the gospel, now they're going to the jailer's house, preaching the gospel to his family, going back to jail. Because they understood God's in control. You need to understand that today. Your boss isn't in control. 
God is in control. I respect President Obama. You know why? Because he's the President of the United States. Doesn't mean I agree with him, but I respect the position he has, and I pray for him. And I pray for this country. But let me tell you something. President Obama is not in control. There is one higher. There is a throne above that controls. Some people are like, man, this, this world is getting so messed up, man. Things are falling apart. Listen and hear me clearly. Things are falling in place. Things are falling in place. Can I preach just a few more minutes? I was hoping you would say that. So now the jailer is the one taking care of them. Listen to this. Man, it's midnight. He cared for them and he washed their wounds. When you give your life to Jesus, you become a servant. People don't have to beg you to serve. People don't have to, to beg you. No, no, no. See, save people, serve people. Save people, serve people. See, these people with the blue shirts on, you're serving people this morning. We were doing a video shoot at like 6.45 this morning down there by the cross. Watching the sun come up. It's beautiful today. There were people out there. People were stopping. They're running, riding their bikes, stopping their car. They're, they're watching what's going on. It looked like we're putting on a movie production. You know what they were doing? They were serving. Why? They were serving so the message of God's love can go forth. We're going to put it on TV. We're going to send it out so people can hear that there's a God that loves them. And those people were serving. When you give your life to Jesus, that very second you're made, someone say, brand new. Someone say, brand new. You're brand new. Listen, some of you, I'm going to talk to you at the beach today. Listen, listen to me, my friends. God has already forgiven you. You need to forgive yourself. There are people here today. You need to, for, you need to forgive yourself. God already died for you. God already proved. God already laid it down for you. You need to forgive yourself. And accept the gift of eternal life. It's in Jesus' Son. You can be made brand new. And there's nothing better than a brand new life. Because there's no smell of pride. There's no stench of pride. There's no, there's no stench of me. That's why some of you stopped going to church. Like I was going to church. These people are all full of themselves. Real people, Jesus followers that follow him. It's not about them. It's only about him. And they have joy. And here's how you get joy. J-O-Y. You realize Jesus is first. Then you put others second. Then you put yourself. J-O-Y. Jesus, others, and you. Some of you need to hear that today. That's the recipe to have a new life. To be made new. And they, they served him. Oh, the next, listen to this. He brought them to his house and he set a meal before them. He's serving them. And he and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God the next morning, the city official sent the police to tell the jailer, let those men go. So the jailer told Paul, the city officials have said, you and Silas are free to leave. Go and go in peace. But Paul replied,
He replied, I'm going to stop right there. Calls for a response. There are people here today. We got extra shorts and t-shirts. You can, you can be baptized today. But, but, but I want to tell you something. Have you been made brand new? Scripture says, listen, if anyone gives their life to Jesus, they will be made brand new. Brand new. Brand new. Are you brand new? Has the blood of Jesus washed your sins away? You look at this ocean. I tell you today, before heaven and earth, that there is someone greater. You say, have you ever seen him? No, I haven't seen him. But I've seen his works. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the sky shouts his creativity. Day unto day, night unto night, there is no place. There is no language where their voice is not heard. God gives us a sunrise and he gives us a sunset. And he gives us these emerald waters and this emerald coast and it's his way of saying I love you I love you and the enemy says God doesn't love you God hates you and and listen just tell Satan to go to hell he'll be there one day listen don't listen to that voice God says I love you I wrap up with this do not be confused in enemy's message his message is works. And if you look at all the different churches in the world, all the different religions, they have a common denominator. The common denominator is religion. It boils down to two letters and it is do. One church says you have to do this. Another church has to, they say you have to do that. Another church says you have to do this. Another religion says you have to do that and that and this. And I want to tell you, that is religion. Do is religion. D-O-N-E is Jesus. It is done. Last thing he says, one of the last things he says on the cross is it is finished. The price was paid once for all in full. No wonder they call him the Savior. And whether you were drunk last night or whether you were in your prayer closet last night, Jesus paid the price for you because he wants you, because he loves you. Whether you're sitting up here or you're under an umbrella, Jesus loves you. And all you do is nothing because he already did everything. So you just receive him. Well, I suck at receiving. That's okay. He'll help you with that too. Do you take any presents at Christmas? Even if you've been bad, does Santa Claus still give you some presents? To as many as believed, to him, to them rather, gave he the right to become the sons and the daughters of God. To those that believe, to them gave he the right to receive Jesus. You don't get clean to come to Jesus. Listen to me, sir. You need him today. 
You are dead without him. You're trying to do it yourself. Listen to me, ma'am. Listen today. This is your opportunity. You'll never be able to stand before God and say, I didn't know. God will say, no, 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 let's go back to the beach. Remember? This is your chance. Do not harden your hearts. This is your opportunity. Do you know him? Have you been made brand new? If not, can I invite you? I don't want to invite you to just say these magical words, but, but it's, it's a real prayer. Just like the jailer and his family prayed. They prayed to Jesus. They said yes to Jesus. Would you say yes to him today? I'm not asking you to join the church. I don't care about you joining our church. I want you to know Jesus. I'm not asking you to give a penny. We don't need your money. The creator of the universe made that. He's my daddy. We're not poor. We're rich. We're fully funded. We're fully funded. There's no ulterior motives, but Jesus, do you know him today? Do you know him, sir? Do you know him? Do you know him, ma'am? If not, then today, right where you are, you can humble yourself. You can ask him to come in and make you new. And I promise you, he is real. And he will come in. And he will love you like you've never been loved before. You thought you were going to be loved forever. And he left. And she left. And he cheated or she cheated. He will never leave you. He will never abandon you. He will never cheat on you. He will never turn his back on you because he loves you with a perfect kind of love. You need him today. Lifeguards, you need him today. You need him with heads bowed and eyes closed. If you have never told him you need him, tell him today. Invite him today and be made clean, brand new. In Jesus, I want to lead you in a sinner's prayer. You're not praying to me. I'm a sinner. I screw up. No perfect people allowed. And by the way, if you're here and you don't believe in this, you think I don't believe in that, we love you anyways. You don't have to be like us to be loved by us. We love you anyways. We're glad you're here. But if you're here and you know today you need to be made new, then I want to challenge you right now to pray to God. Church, let's say it out loud. Encourage those who will pray it for the first time. There are people that we can't even see. I promise you, they're praying this for the first time today. People are being made new right now. Dear God, say it with me, church. Dear God, I believe you love me. I accept your love. I say yes to you and all that comes with you. I got a lot of doubts got a lot of questions a lot of fears but I receive you today into my life and I thank you for dying on the cross so that I could live I thank you for shedding your blood so I could be made new I thank you for rising from the grave so I could have new life I receive your life. Now teach me how to live in Jesus' name. And somebody said, amen.
Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Come on, church. Let's give the Lord a hand. Here's what I want to say today. I'm not going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. It wasn't easy for Paul and Silas. They were beaten and bloody. Maybe sometimes we try to make it too easy. I want to say wherever you are, if you're on the pier, you're under an umbrella, you're up in the lifeguard stand, you're sitting down here, you're walking in, you're on your bike, wherever you are. If today, if you ask Jesus to make you brand new, he did, I want you to raise your hand so we can celebrate. No embarrassing you, no pointing you out, no making you feel funny, nothing crazy. We want to celebrate. We believe there are people here that you have been made new. And man, if we're going to get excited, you got a new car. Why in the world wouldn't we get excited when you got a new life? So on the count of three, we're going to clap for you. We're going to applaud because heaven is already applauding on the count of three. Raise your hand. One, two, three right now. You hold it up. I see you. Hold it up. I see you. I see you. Hold it up. Yes, I see you. Hold it up. Hold it up. Hold it up. I see you. Yes, I see you. And I see you. Hold it up. Then listen, my God, I just got excited. I'm pretty pumped. Listen, I want to invite every one of you that held up your hand. Man, we got a t-shirt. We got a t-shirt that we have for you. It's free. It says, I've decided. And I want to ask you to receive that t-shirt. In a moment, we're going to walk down and we are going to declare that we're followers of Jesus. There are people here today, I think we got about 40 or so, that you already have signed up online. We already know that you're going to get baptized. And so we're going to walk you out to the water. We want everyone to huddle close because we're not going to have a microphone. And we're going to baptize. And, and when that person goes down into the water, it's a picture that Jesus not only died but was buried. But three days later, everybody found out that you can't keep a good man down. And Jesus got up, and he got up out of the grave, and he proved that he was alive. It wasn't a story. It wasn't a myth. It wasn't a fairy tale. It was Jesus. It was real. And he was alive and forevermore. And when we put you into the water, we're not going to keep you there. Because Jesus didn't stay in the ground. We're going to raise you up as a symbol that Jesus died for you, was buried and rose again. But as a symbol that the old has passed and the new life has begun. And we are going to celebrate church. We're going to celebrate, guys. We're going to make every person comes up out of that water. I want you to scream more than you did for Alabama. Or more than you did when Auburn sneaked that one past. For some of you Gator fans weren't sure about East Carolina going to beat you. Or, or, or what I would have done had we beat Oklahoma. I want you to make some noise as they come up out of the water. And whether you came today, you were walking in, we want to baptize you, give you a free gift. 
We've got a Bible, a New Believers Bible, and a Next Steps booklet. If you would like that, we've bought it. It's a free gift for you. You can see me. You can see Pastor Jim. Everyone look right here. Everybody look right here. Look, 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 look. See Pastor Jim. He's single, ladies, but I, 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 he probably wouldn't want me to say that, but he's available. I want you to see him right afterwards. If you gave your life to Christ, and let us get you that gift. And then, Matt, I'm going to turn it over to you. And just in a very few minutes, we're going to go down. I want to encourage everyone to go. We're going to baptize momentum style. Then we're going to come back, and I think we got some barbecue. Is that right? And they can buy the barbecue. That's right. If they didn't register online already, they can get it right here. Is that right? Five bucks right over Five here. Five bucks for barbecue on the beach. The best and least expensive lunch on the beach. I believe so. I'm proud of you, Momentum Church. So good to see you. Let's celebrate in a few minutes. Woo!